Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs, and I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne. And it's my mission to help entrepreneurs make a difference in their business and to navigate the messy worlds of a startup, growth, and uh, relaunch. And today, I'd ask you to join me where we're going to dig deep with our guest and get you the best concepts and strategies for self-published authors and their journeys from startup to success. And our special guest today is Roger Williams. And Roger, after 30 years in education and youth development, wrote a book. And uh, he reordered his lifestyle in the, in the process of writing that book. And, and the book is Live Out Your List, Finding Joy Through a Bucket List Lifestyle. Welcome to the show, Roger. Oh, Brian, thank you so much for having me. It's going to be fun. Good. Glad to have you. Where are you hanging out today? In Seattle, Washington, USA. Oh, okay. So we're both working from the West Coast, so not a whole lot of time difference today. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't we get started? Why don't you uh, give us a little bit about what your book's about and uh, and what's the reader that you want to, to reach? Yeah. So there is, like you said, it's live out your list, finding a, a joy through a bucket list lifestyle. And it's really um, a how-to guide or a, a um, excuse me, it's a, it's, it's a how-to guide to create a bucket list lifestyle. And it's very, um, I've been an educator in the past, and so uh, it's, it's very well ordered, I think, as far as teaching folks how to achieve a bucket list lifestyle. Um, I start off with um, a mindset chapter where we talk about what a bucket list is and isn't, where it came from, those kind of things, uh, and then go into how do you set an intention for your bucket list, which I think is super important and is something that isn't really out there in the space uh, of just really saying, why am I doing this? What's the purpose of my bucket list? Which goes a great distance to help you set up the next couple of chapters, which is bucket list creation. If you know why you're doing something, it's easier to start putting things down on paper and saying, okay, this is this fits my intention or my mission statement or my vision statement like you would have in a business. And then the last chapter is just about managing your bucket list and how do you take, how do you cross things off? Where do you start and um, what works best for you? So the real goal and intention for the, for the book is for it to be anyone that's interested in this lifestyle or is engaged in this lifestyle and having hiccups and, and achieving what they want is really just to say, here's some options for you. Here's some ways you can do this. And I offer, you know, in each chapter, multiple, multiple set ways that you can uh, tips and tricks and strategies that you can engage in this lifestyle. And it's really a, a choose your own adventure type of, of application where you can, you know, literally I say, you know, in the creation part, if there's nothing you want to buy, you're a minimalist, you're not interested in buying stuff, then skip this prompt, move on to the next one, challenge yourself, but you, you don't have to, there's no, pre-required way a bucket list should look. It is your list. I say that often in the book, um, and it should reflect you uh, starting with that intention. Excellent. Well, that sounds pretty comprehensive. Uh, you mentioned uh, early on in the book to figure out your purpose with having a bucket list. So what was your purpose in uh, writing the book? Yeah, I didn't. So uh, in 2021, I went on the Camino de Santiago in Spain. It's a 790-mile trek across uh, northern Spain from St. Jean-Pierre-de-Port to uh, Santiago de Compostela in Spain. 
and when I got back, I uh, had um, taken a bunch of selfies of all the people that I met. And really that was the intention for my going was I wanted to create community. And so, uh, so when I got back, a friend of mine at work who I'd worked with for about four and a half years said, how was your trip? And I showed her this reel that I had made for Instagram of all these selfies. And she just looked at me when she was done watching it and said, I've never seen you that happy. I was like, Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it was great that she saw that that she saw that that I was a very happy person during that experience, but it was sad that she had never seen that over the four and a half years that we had worked together. And so I decided that, that something had to give. I didn't want to, to be known uh, like that, like she had known me. I wanted people to see the joy that I had in my life. So I quit my job and uh, started an adult gap year. Uh, and my adult gap year was focused on crossing things off my bucket list. And one of the things on my bucket list was to write a book. Um, but I didn't realize that this was the book that I was going to write. I started a couple of other books, um, went to Europe for three months, traveled around the world a little bit and came back. And through that experience, I also have a podcast called Crossing Off Podcast, where I interview folks on their bucket list items that they've crossed off. And through all those experiences, it's like, OK, there, there's something here and I have to write this down and get this out. Oh, OK. Well, that's <laughs> Kind of, uh, getting some third-party input like that that uh, that gives you a wake-up call is is uh, sometimes uh, uh, um, surprising, but it's always beneficial. I think. Yeah, actually, on the Camino, I was um, walking with somebody who is a, a known artist, a known author, and was telling him that I had writing a book on my bucket list, and he's like, "Oh, is it going to be about bucket list?" And I said, "No." <laughs> Because I didn't feel like I had any authority to really talk about it. But after this little gap year, it was like, okay, I, I've, I have something to share. Great. Good, good. So what was your biggest challenge when you got started on the book? Oh, I had already started writing another book so uh, that I was very passionate about. And I'm still writing that book. So it was it was stopping that process and then of writing the first book and then switching to a new book. Um, it was very easy for me to outline this book. Uh, my biggest issue, I think, ultimately was just setting aside the time. I, I can write about a thousand words per hour, and that's I don't know if that's slow or fast for other people, but I do what they tell you not to do uh, when you write a book is to edit as you go. And I, I just from my college days, I found that that was easier for me. So I reverted back to that process. And so so just coming up with the amount of time and setting aside that time to say, OK, I'm going to I'm going to write and, uh, you know, 2000 words today or 3000 words today. And I'm going to set goals so that I can get it done. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Everybody's got their own style. But as long as you can do something that's uh, comfortable for you and achieves the goals that you want to achieve, then it, that seems to be the right way to do it. So uh, do you use your book to generate business opportunities at all? Yes, I have. Like I said, I have the website uh, that I offer mentoring services on. So I mentor folks through their bucket list, kind of like coaching. Uh, and then uh, drive people to the podcast as well to to promote the podcast. Okay, great. So, um, well, how important would it be for you if your book reached the number one bestseller status? Now, now, can you uh, elaborate on your question? 
because there's a lot of number one bestseller statuses. So, so let's. Well, let's say let's say Amazon number one bestseller in ten different categories per country in four countries. Well, that that would be semi huge. But the the problem I have with the Amazon number one bestseller is that it's uh, artificial. It's an artificial title. Um, it's not done on sales. I read an article the other day where someone uh, took a picture of their feet, put it into a PDF, uploaded it through KDP, and it went live and told two friends to buy the book. He only put it for 25 cents, asked two friends to buy the book and give it a review. And within an hour or two after he published that book through KDP, it was an Amazon number one bestseller. So yeah. if the system's rigged, I don't care. <laughs> right. I mean, if it's if it's based on sales, fantastic. Let's go. That's huge. And I want as many people as possible to to read the book and to and to take on this lifestyle. That's what's really important for me. I, I tell that to people I'm promoting to all the time. It's like I, I want to I'll promote the book. I'll promote the podcast. But what I'm really promoting is this lifestyle because I can really I really believe it can bring people joy that that they can't normally find if they're not being intentional about it. Okay. So well, what what methods of uh, promotion are you using now? I know you have your podcast, but any other methods that are working for you and which ones work the best? Yeah, really boils down to I, I'm doing this all DIY. <laughs> so everything from the book cover to um, the editing, everything's done uh, DIY. So I don't have a lot of money to be putting out there. So uh, for me, um, doing podcasts like this, and I'm, I've been on probably 45 podcasts uh, since I've started this process from starting the, the um, podcast to writing the book and publishing the book. And so I'm, I'm really trying to get into that top 3% of podcasts out there in the world and, and get to those audiences. And usually I'm selling multiple copies when those shows drop. Oh, good. Good. So what's your uh, next step as an author and or a podcaster? Well, for, for author, it's just continuing to get out there and hustle. I mean, I, I like to say in my pitches, I'm the hardest working podcast guest, uh, professional podcast guest that there is. I will, I will promote everybody's show that I'm on. I will do bring my A game to the podcast. I will uh, switch and be flexible. What's, you know, I did a podcast for someone that was in, the UK the other day. And so I had to remember that and switch all my references to being London based and, you know, <laughs> because I've had adventures in London. So just really, you know, trying to tailor my story and, and what's going on with the book to the podcast and their listeners, because that's really what it is when you're a guest, you're being, you're using somebody else's audience. And so you have to be able to um, be flexible, like I said, to do that in a way that benefits the host. And so I've been trying, I've did a podcast here for somebody in Texas and uh, it's a 1% top podcast in the world. And, but his audience is very conservative and um, yeah, very conservative. And so that's not me. Um, so I don't think I compromised when I was on the show, but I definitely spent time, um, again, using different references, doing, you know, using different wordage, like the word intentions, not big, you know, seems woke to sometimes to those folks. So I had to, as I talked about having an intention for your bucket list, I changed, you know, and said, you know, it's just like having a mission. I understand this is woke, 
or it could be considered woke, but it's just like having a mission statement for your business. Everybody has a mission statement for their business, their church, whatever it is. And I think the host really appreciated that, that I was willing to um, kind of uh, serve his audience the best I could without it just being about me. And, and that was grateful. And I'm starting to get a lot more of those top three, top one. Uh, I've done a 0.5 uh, podcast before that's top 0.5%. So I'm, I'm working my way there, but I'm, I'm pitching every day, <laughs> every okay. day, oh, I, every week I send out probably a hundred pitches and I change the pitch and, you know, because it's just, I want to sell books, but again, I do want to promote this lifestyle. Yeah, got it. Okay. So we're uh, getting close to the end here. You got any final thoughts for uh, budding bucket listers or budding authors or budding podcasters? Yeah, I think no matter what it is that you're doing, uh, be 100% authentic. I think it's the bottom line. It's hard. It's a hard row to, to travel. Uh, trying to be 100% authentic in everything you do. Don't buy followers. Don't buy listeners. Don't buy reviews. Don't do any of that. And it's so tempting because it's so cheap these days um, to just throw out 50 bucks and, and get a bunch of downloads. But you will feel better about yourself if you're 100% organic with your audience. And it really is a testament to say, is this really a thing? Um, because you can buy all those likes and do all that stuff. But then is what you're doing really real and authentic? And I think that that's the bottom line. That you, at the end of the day, it's about your integrity and wanting to be true to the audience that you're trying to, to produce and cultivate and the community that you're trying to cultivate. So being 100% being authentic and, and organic is, is, for me, an absolute must, no matter what you're doing. Yep, I agree. I think that's great advice in, in business and in life. So with, with that great advice, I think we'll... Uh, We'll end up this session. So that's a wrap on another great guest episode of the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs. And just before you go, if you liked it, please give us a five-star review and uh, share it with a couple of friends. If you want to make sure you don't miss out on any future podcasts or catch up on some old ones, go to evolvepreneursecrets.show. And if you're an entrepreneur and you got a great idea in your head, uh, no time like the present to get it out there. Thanks.